reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams. I'm your co-host, Ashton, with my awesome co-host here, Zach. We are going over the preseason. Zach, we got football, actual real-life football, not theoretical football, not fake football. Kind well, of real football. Kind of real football. We're, we're one step closer to the actual, uh, the actual game itself. Uh, yeah, we got through preseason week number one. Um, I'm just going to say it's what I expected. Didn't expect anything great. Didn't expect anything super awful. So it was all in all, it was fine. Just fine. Fine. But that's the Rams. Uh, the Rams don't treat preseason other than trying out the rookies, trying like trying to make sure that there's some cohesion. They have a lot to work on as far as cohesion works, but we'll we'll get it, we'll dive into all that here in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh let's caveat a few things. Uh it is the preseason. Uh I think trying to make our trying to point, paint an entire trajectory of a team or of a player off of preseason games is silly. Now you can get insights into that player and like his kind of like where he is in that point in time, a little bit different traits and stuff like that. I do believe it's useful in that element and uh, getting a sense of what the uh, staff thinks of certain players uh, definitely. Um, but <laughs> guys, we're not going zero and 17 because Ooh. of this game. Just so, like if we had won, I mean, if the preseason was any indication of anything, the Ravens would have won the Super Bowl last five years. Uh, if for people who don't know, they won like last 42 preseason games in a row. It ultimately, it's nice to win them. I want these young kids to get good experience. Uh, but it's just another measuring stick we can look at before the season and kind of get that data points off of it. Yeah, a lot of the hot takes that I saw after Twitter from the night of and then the next day, people were just like, yep, all right, we're done. Let's move on to 2024. I'm like, whoa, whoa, guys, we didn't even have our three best players playing in the game. Like, let's let's give it a shot. Let's let's see how we do when we're 
100% healthy. We have our starting O-line. We have our quarterback. We have our receiver. We have Aaron Donald doing his thing. Like, let's wait and cast judgment until we see a, the first few games of what the Rams have planned with their starting O-line, their starting offense, and their starting defense. Because we, yeah. we did see we did see a sneak preview of what the special teams looks like. Uh, that's not going to change, obviously, unless they decide something completely crazy here in the next two weeks, which, we'll, again, we'll kind of dive in. But, yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to our offensive defense, they're still they're still going to make tweaks. We're still missing the key players. Um, so there, there's still a lot. There's still a lot to happen in the next three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go over a few things that mean you noticed while watching the game. And then we'll kind of go into individual stats and players uh, general um, start off. NFL Network was kind of a nightmare for a lot of people, especially on the East Coast. And seeing her name is East Coast, it we just have to say it's like, come on, guys. Like, if you're going to advertise something, have it that way or just get your advertising correctly because a lot of people were expecting to be able to watch this. I ended up having to sign up for, like, NFL Plus. I know other people uh, – let's say put on the pirate hat and um, you know, it's, I think it's stupid. Uh, Ultimately, like just get it correct next time. Now, now let me ask you a question. Did you, did you buy YouTube TV? The the NFL ticket? No, uh, not yet. I will. uh, I'll begin Sunday ticket. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Cause I, that's a, I was just on Twitter just recently and everyone was complaining about the price for Sunday ticket, which, I get, but uh, I was just curious if if anyone who had the Sunday, if they had the NFL ticket, had any issues um, with getting yeah, the game. I, you don't get preseason games with NFL Sunday ticket. That's really? only okay. NFL Plus, yeah. And okay. NFL Plus doesn't give you regular season games at all. It, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really describe how I got into watching the game, other than that I was using the actual NFL, uh, the Rams actual app. Um, I was able to to watch it. Um, it was interesting. I don't know how the NFL Network did it. Um, who was your announcers? Do you know? Was it was it Whitworth? Uh, yes, we had Whitworth and Andrew Sig. I, I can't say his last name. I believe it. Was- <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the same. It was the same broadcast then. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I I don't. I mean, did you guys have regular commercial breaks? I just saw like a wide shot of SoFi Stadium while they like when there were supposed to be normal commercial breaks. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, our mine just had a giant NFL plus logo. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, yes. NFL needs to boost. needs to be better at, you know, when they promote things, they, they need to be better at actually providing that content. Cause like I said, you know, you have people on the East coast who really want to watch the Rams and we should in, in this day and age, we are so, um, spread out that we can't just focus on the local ne- uh, the local um, broadcast or uh, everyone being local. It's not the case anymore, especially with the Rams moving back to LA within just relatively recent time. Like they have people, they still have people in St. Louis. They have people on the East coast. Like this team is not just LA focused. It is a more of a national sport. And if it, if that's the way we're supposed to be taking it, then, we need to do a little bit better about providing access to all fans who want to watch it, not just the local fans. Yeah. And I think it's a fair critique from people who can't afford it. Like, 
you know, stuff hasn't been greatest with the economy. And, like, really, I feel like not having a team option when almost every other league does for their streaming option, that's a little bit cheaper for people who just want to watch their team. I think you're just losing out on money. But, you know. Uh, so my one critique for that, and I, I do I think $400 is a lot? Yes. Do I think that – when you kind of break it down, like if you if you went to a game, if you bought season tickets, if you went to a bar and watched the game, you're going to be spending per game more than thirty bucks. And I get that. I get that take. My only thing is, give it give it to me month to month. Let me pay it over. You know, make me sign a one year deal, but let me pay it month to month. Don't let me pay four hundred, four hundred fifty bucks up front, and yeah. then. And to watch the game, like, you know, again, when you, when you are on a budget, you may be able to scram up 30 bucks a month, but trying to say 400 bucks this month, that's a little difficult for people. And I don't think we should just, you know, always just swipe the card and, you know, hope that we can pay for it at the end of the month. I think some people want to do that month to month. And even if it was just a little bit more 30 bucks, 32 bucks a month, instead of 28, I think is the average. If you divide that out, I, I just think that it's it's a missed cause to to give people an extra option to pay the price. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the uh, actual game. Uh, first stringer vets. Uh, note that because there are some first string rookies potentially uh, that did play. So the vets didn't play. What stood out to you, Zach? About the the game itself, um, yeah, uh, just like generic, like uh, what was the big thing that you took away? You're like, we need to work on this, or like, I really think this player could be something. Sure. So I mean, I'll stick with the defense as a whole. The defense needs to get a little bit more in sync. Um, again, yeah. I know we're playing a lot of rookies, uh, a lot of people who don't have the full NFL experience, and I get it. Um, but our our defense just looked pretty much atrocious i mean they were i mean the amount of uh runs they let through the yards they got after that i mean it was just it was just not pretty uh but you look at the offensive side of the the ball and i think you did see some sparks um you know is stenson bennett a you know a clone of matthew stafford who who could be a you know qb1 at this point no uh but is he a good backup i think he could be if he needs to take the role and take the reins for a game or two because of something that happens i think he can manage the game um we clearly saw he had a little bit of um, a learning curve for his first few throws uh but once he got comfortable and he got settled in he was making decent throws um so I, I'll, I'll stop there and let you kind of take that all in yeah yeah, uh, I definitely agree. And let's kind of focus on Stenson Bennett here for a second. Me and you will agree. Those first three throws, atrocious. It, even though Ben Skoranek, I think it was to Ben, should have caught the second one. And I think that probably would have helped his confidence a little bit with the third one. But either way, really bad uh, two throws. Uh, but we saw this weekend, there were first-rounders throwing picks. So, like... That's not to excuse the bad throws. It's just to point out, like, these rookies take some time to adjust to that speed. And I saw Stenson adjust quicker than any other QB, rookie QB, uh, this preseason so far, week one. I really thought he looked comfortable. He was throwing really accurate, like, tight spirals, uh, just – uh, anticipating the routes. He had a few drops, 
uh, touchdown that was dropped by our tight end uh, that we just signed. Just a lot of really good throws, a lot of catches kind of left on the table. Uh, you know, I was happy when we drafted him. Uh, I thought he was going to be a very late-round pick guy, but I thought he had a lot of upside and not a lot of downside if you get someone that late. A little bit more risky in the fourth round, but still, I think you said it best. I, I think he has a really high floor, and that's what you want in a backup. You want consistency for a few weeks. Uh, and I think we saw he has potential to be a little bit more. He has really great mobility. And let me just say, Zach, the people who were attacking him, saying he was running too much, those were designed bootlegs that uh, our tight ends weren't picking up the edge rusher correctly. He yeah. he didn't really run a lot outside of like twice, and he ended up nearly getting a first down on one. Yeah, I, I, I like you said, I think Bennett, he, he has that potential. He has that. Uh, design and maybe in a you know year or two he could you know he could be a starting quarterback uh, but he is a good backup I mean you you look at his stats and he performed way better than um, Wolford or um, Perkins uh, Perkins did um, last year you know they they and so I, I think that just says something more about him um, yeah. you know yes you had Perkins who could probably run the you know run the ball maybe a little bit better using his legs but you know again that's it's not sustainable in this NFL, Gotta be um, unfortunately. And you have to be able to throw. And I think I think Bennett proved it. I think he was able to do it. Uh, what was his average? Uh, I was trying to find his average yards. I don't have that. but I think it was um, like nine. It was higher than uh, anyone else rookie-wise, I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, it really was. Um, he was definitely having trouble processing – the defense in the first drive, at least in the first half of the first drive, he, he got a little bit uh, more comfortable, like you said. I think half of that was reading defense. The play of the game was a little bit too fast. Um, I felt like the routes weren't necessarily great on the first drive either until, like, Puka Nakua started getting really open. Um but outside of that, uh, just really impressive play by him. I want to see him grow, and I want to see some adjustment by the entire offense and defense uh, going into a preseason game too. Yeah, and I think I think Puka is the one who stands out the most to me um, when you just see him. I mean, he just seems he seems electric, and I think he's going to be a rising star within this Rams organization. Um, you know, eventually, potentially, to, depending on how this year goes you know, could be going into that wide receiver one or not one uh, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Uh, sorry, Cooper. Cooper has that locked pretty good. Um, so I, I could definitely see him, you know, being a rising star within this Rams organization, especially his willingness to learn. Like he, he is asking Cooper cup everything. He's soaking up all the information that he possibly can, you know, from our triple crown uh, and executing it mid game. Yeah. And, and so I, it's just, He's electric. He seems electric to watch. Um, so I'm really looking forward to him kind of getting in there and then him catching his first NFL touchdown. Yes, it was preseason, but, you know, it builds. I feel like that was the moment that it built some confidence, both with Bennett and with Puka. Like it just builds that confidence once you get that first touchdown, whether it's in preseason or not. You got it. It's in the bag. You know, you can do it again. And let's just move forward. And not to, and, and Stenson not to 
throw that interception. Like I know he had what two of them was was close to being intercepted. Like just not to have that on your first game is also just like okay, I can do this. I settled down, you know, and being able to still go in there and throw that touchdown after you know those two those two attempts, I think is just it says a lot. But Puka Nakua down, uh, hands down gets my game ball of the of the day. Um, really excellent, and uh, looking forward to seeing him grow. Yeah, uh, Puka was electric when he was in there. Uh, but he, I would say he's really good in short area bursts. Like you saw really good burst from him off of the top of his route. Um, I, I wonder why he did a hook in the end zone. Uh, I believe it was in our third drive whenever Stinson kind of rolls out and tries to throw and uh, – People were like yelling that uh, he basically threw a pick there. And I was like, it was a bad throw, but all defenders were moving. And the chances that gets caught is very rare. Like, it wasn't smart, though. Uh, so, you know, it. I'm interested to see how we use him again preseason. I, I don't want to declare any, like, player, like, going to be a wide receiver two off a of preseason but I think there's oh, a lot come of potential. On. There's come a on. lot of potential there. Take I, roll the dice. Uh, you, me and you, we liked the pick of Puka when we got him. We thought he could be very like a really good gadget player to replace Brandon Powell. <laughs> but we both saw after watching some of his tape that like he had some potential to be very shifty. Uh, kind of like a hybrid between Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, almost uh, play style wise. Uh, and you know we'll see if he can play at the speed in the actual uh, league whenever regular season starts. But I'm excited by him. Um, we've seen more from him than we see from a lot of wide receivers uh, on our depth chart in recent years. When you're talking yeah, I mean about deeper. When, when you talk about that, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, you look at last preseason and Lance McCutcheon was outstanding last preseason. And then we didn't electric. see him. At, he was electric and we didn't see him at all throughout the whole. I mean, for pretty much the whole regular season when we had injury upon injury upon injury upon injury, we just never saw him and, and not sure why. Now, he had an OK performance. I mean, he had two decent catches. Um, Lance McCutcheon did, but it's, you know, late in but, the game. It was late in the game, but your point is well taken. Like we can't always take it, but I, it just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's Rams doing well in their marketing. Like they're putting him out everywhere. He's talking to everybody. Um, you know, the, what, what we have been able to see from the videos that are displayed, he, he's, he's doing really well. He was doing really well in training camp. Um, and then to see it kind of put into it in a, in an NFL game, granted preseason, it's just encouraging. Cause like I said, I feel like we're just we're slowly taking the pieces and putting them all together, um, and that wasn't really the case with Lance McCutcheon. I think we all thought he was going to do well, and we were very surprised when we saw him last preseason. This time, I think it's like Puka. We, I think we've just kind of like gave him this, you know, this uh, this wide receiver three, wide receiver four, just on kind of his OTAs and things like that. And he proved himself in training camp, and he's proving himself now in preseason. Yeah. Um. But let's. What about the other kind of the wide receivers on the on the um, 
that played that night. I mean, I think one of the other key ones was uh, Tyler Johnson. He's one of the only other veterans that the Rams picked up uh, with uh, Demarcus Robinson. So what is your take between that kind of battle? We kind of talked a little bit about it last time, but how are, how are you feeling about Tyler Johnson and, and, and that kind of. uh... I, I basically look at Tyler Johnson and Demarcus Robinson as like very professional, like, uh, solid wide receiver uh, depth. Uh, I think they'll get the job done. They'll be able to get you eight, nine yards whenever you need them to. Uh, potential big play, I believe, with Demarcus Robinson. He's been kind of underutilized in other teams, so he could get a lot of good snaps on this team. Tyler Johnson could have something there. He just hasn't been uh, gotten a lot of focus when it comes to the offense. And I think the Rams got those guys as insurance, uh, basically for injury or if neither uh, Tutu or Van Jefferson don't take that next step. You could say Jefferson is kind of in that same uh, area as those two, but if he takes a step back and Tutu doesn't take a step forward in regular season, they will in a heartbeat put those two guys over and give them a shot. So the question is, do you think they're going to keep both? Because that's, and then what, slide Lance maybe to practice squad? Because that's where we're going to come down to is if you look at the numbers, because you have Cooper, Van, Tutu, Puka, um, uh, Skoranek, and then you're kind of, you're kind of going down the list and you got like three people left and you're down to Tyler Johnson, DeMarcus. Um, I think DeMarcus has already made the team. Uh, to be honest, I think yeah. it's between Tyler Johnson and uh, Lance, kind of. And I think Tyler Johnson's winning that. You're, Lance is sure. going to have to impress and practice, which means you don't get the C, so we can't really predict that. And also impress on these scrimmage, scrimmages. The two, I, I think we do the Raiders and someone else. And then uh, in preseason – He's going to have to blow them out because I think Tyler Johnson has already made an impression. I'm not talking about this game. I'm talking about a camp. And this game is just kind of like reinforcing that narrative. So I would expect to see him on practice squad if other team doesn't sign him, which, you know, I'm, I was for putting him on the team last year. Cause I thought he was going to be least used, yeah. uh, that's not the case this year. I think we have enough depth. We don't have to risk playing him. And if he gets signed, I'm not really worried about it. Uh, unless if there's injuries. Yeah. I mean, and I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Um, there, there was some other standouts, Austin Tremel. Um, he played a decent game last night too. Um, or Saturday night thinking Monday and it's not Sunday. So, um, and then, yeah, I mean, that was kind of about it. You had Tyler Hudson and then Christian Sims were also on the, the receiving side, but yeah. very minimal playing time. So you want to talk about the O-line? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you want to start good or bad? Um, well, let's go ahead and just knock out the bad real quick. Logan Bruss, Zach, our uh, former third round, early third round pick, uh, not looking so hot there at right tackle. Uh, he was getting cooked. Yeah, and uh, that's that's definitely not a good sign. Um, you know, 
what is this is really this is really his only second NFL game both preseason but um he's he's got a big learning curve and you know we thought he was going to potentially take a starting spot maybe as a guard but they decided to shift him back and put him uh keep him behind um Havenstein and um he's got a lot to learn in these next two weeks if he's gonna if he wants to continue to keep that spot um because you know how the Rams are. They're not very complacent. And if you're not filling your job, there's someone else to take your spot. And as much as we kept complaining about our O-line last year, um, you know, we we pretty much lost, other than Havenstein, every single offensive line, lineman plus their backups. That's not really the – I mean, this it could be the case, I guess, if it miraculously happened again. But let's say that doesn't happen again. There's a lot more depth that we have that we could shift people around that, you know – Logan Bruss still wouldn't come out, even if something did happen to Havenstein. Yeah, um, it just he was terrible in the run game. He wasn't much, he was a little bit better in pass protection whenever I was looking at him. It just man, he every time uh, there was a sack, it seemed like he was just getting beat and if not letting up pressure. Uh, hopefully he can get a little bit better and uh, work on that. So it's a little concerning. But the pro, yeah. let's go to uh, positive, Zach Thomas. Uh, Zach Thomas looked fantastic, especially in run offense. Um, I I think he got a pancake or two, if I'm not misremembering. Uh, he looked really good. His uh, pass off or his pass blocking definitely looks like it needs a little bit of work. Uh, but you know, I, I was really happy with what I was seeing. He, he definitely looked good to me. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Um, not more. I really want to say about that. Okay. Let's go over DBs. Um, Trey Hodges Tomlinson played for, I think a quarter. Uh, he looked great. He was locking down Quinn Johnson, uh, my number one wide receiver of the uh, draft. And uh, he looks a lot taller. Sorry. He is not as tall as people want him to be, but he plays a lot taller than he is. Uh, Just fantastic technique, uh, playing trail, uh, similar to Ramsey in that regard. But uh, just able to have pass breakup, stop the touchdown. Just really impressive, Zach. Did he have a flag that game? Or maybe I'm thinking of a training camp. I agree. Uh, he was he was electric. He was the probably the best thing that we saw on the defense the whole night. I um, think he had a hold on the first uh, series. Of okay. The I might be wrong. I, I can't remember. I think there was – I also can be going back to training camp when they were just doing their scrimmages, but, um, but no, like you said, I think he was the most electric of that defense. There really wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, I mean, shoot the Rams. I don't even know. I can't even go on much with the defense because, you know, they let the exact same move happen twice and they, and the Chargers got two touchdowns out of it. So, you know, it's this the exact same play almost, the defense played almost the exact same role that the, that they played too. So it was, it was not good. Uh, but, but Thomason definitely did perform the best, uh, in my opinion, compared to the rest. Yeah. Uh, other DB out there fighting for a roster spot, Jordan Jones led the team in tackling 
but gave up two huge passes. I think a 30 and maybe the 40-yard touchdown. It might have been a little bit shorter than that. Uh, but either way, gave up two big plays, but was a tackling machine. So positive and negative there for Jordan Jones, a learning experience for him. Mm-hmm. We already talked about the run defense. It was horrible. They no. let so many yards run. That was not good. Cannot happen. That cannot happen. It was funny because the, the Chargers first drive or first two drives, uh, I was like, oh, our run defense is uh, looking solid. And as soon as I wrote that down, they started slashing us for like 15, 20 yards a, a pop. And I was like, man, that's that's why I don't take notes because uh, they get ruined. Uh, Ethan Evans looked really, really good. Our kicker, not so much, Zach. Uh, any comment on our special teams, you know, I'll just uh, leave it out there, that idiot touchdown. Uh, yeah. Um, so preseason, or again, preseason. Uh, and most of the time your special teams are full of your rookies, um, your depth chart down the line. Um, it's good to get some getting used to for them to, to play in that role. Uh, so I hope that they do get better. Uh, special teams coach has a lot to, lot to do these next two weeks. Um, you it know, was really and bad. It it was a it was a bad bad. We we bad. got a flag on I think like the first four special team plays. Yeah, I, it's not not good, Zach. Not good at all. Not good at all. Yeah. Oh, well, let's talk about stats to get that depression out of our systems because I'm getting flashbacks 2019 um, or 2020. No, special teams was terrible on both. So, yeah. Uh, QBs, Stenson Bennett ended the night 17 of 29, 191 yards, one touchdown. Brett Rippin. Seems like a backup quarterback stats to me. Brett Rippin, uh, three of six, 11 yards, and I wrote down lots of checkdowns. Not even good checkdowns, just checkdowns. Yeah, he's, you know. He was afraid, man. Like, I I just wrote, I, I was like, this guy doesn't want to push the ball down. Like, I get to a certain point, you don't want to throw picks. And getting too aggressive can get you burned. I understand. But going to the total opposite and being so passive, you're not doing anything, but checking down to your running back when he's covered and the defense can just sit on all the routes because they know you're not going to throw it over the top, it, it doesn't help. And I understand a rushing game was pretty bad at that point, especially in the first quarter. Didn't it help him? But that's why you have to throw it deep. That way they don't stack the box against the running backs. Uh, yeah, he just – he looked to me like a guy that you know what you're getting with him. He's been in this league for three, four years. And, you know, I'm sorry to say it's not much upside. He's a body that can kind of throw the ball. Yep. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, let's talk about the rushing. Um, this was, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out who's going to be, you know, really RB three in this kind of, uh, 
in this kind of stature. But, you know, we had Zach Evans who kind of led led with eight carries, 34 yards, averaging 4.2. Ronnie Rivers, um, slightly better average of 5.2 um, yards, but uh, six carries, 31. Uh, he would have had – he would have had more yards uh, if that touchdown wasn't called back. Fair, fair. Um, and then Royce Freeman, who you know took the place of Sony Michelle in this group, the kind of the the veteran presence, I guess, if you will, uh, for the Rams. Um, seven carries, twenty six yards, averaging three point seven, but did get that uh, touchdown, which was nice. It was an uh, really nice play by Ben uh, Stenson Bennett to you know kind of toss him the ball and go on the inside. So it's good, fine. I think Freeman is practice squad depth. Um, to be honest, I'm like I, I I think Ronnie Rivers has a lot of heart and a lot of fight. Um, I still think his run blocking needs a look. Or not run blocking, uh, pass blocking needs a little bit of work. Um, same thing with Zach Evans. I, I thought they both kind of struggled whenever they were called to block pass rushers. Uh, but, you know, it, I think Rivers has potential, uh, a lot of growth potential. And Zach Evans, uh, he showed the same thing. But neither were necessarily electric, I think. Uh, kind of hard to be when our uh, – Run blocking was not good, not good, Zach. No. Just not there. So no, like, but let's just remember it's not the starting. It's not going to be the starting O line was not out there. Let's see how that is once it's there. Um, yeah, and and kind of we'll we'll kind of see who was who was the starting center. Do you know? Mm. I sh- I ask you point blank on the spot. I can't remember who actually started the game at center. Um, uh, I think it was that practice question. Let me look. <clears throat> but, I had uh, to start but, up whenever the game was going on. It's fine. You can answer if you, you can look at it while I kind of go through this. We've already talked about the receiving, so we're not going to really dive too much back into that. Um, Tyler Johnson saw the most uh, receptions um, with 70 yards or with got 70 yards, uh, 14 average. So that was pretty good. That was pretty much the highest. Um, next to Lance McCutcheon on as far as the average goes, but Lance McCutcheon only caught two um, for 14 yards each. So um, that's, that's kind of about that. Um, Yeah. um, I guess it was McAllister. McAllister. Okay. Yep. Someone I knew not to pay attention to because I didn't, and that's kind of the point that's is that wise, again, yeah. it's, 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 we're looking at depth. We're not looking at what the starting O line is going to be, you know, whether it's Brian Allen, whether it's Coleman Shelton, that's a better center who's going to be able to help pro- provide the blocking necessary. You have your starting guards. Um, you know, like I said, if you have your whole starting O line, it's going to make a world of difference for that running game. Um, Avila looks solid. I mean, for, yeah, I, I think he's, He's he's again he's that offensive star who uh, we we've been saying for weeks that I think he is he can do it now we got to see more proof um, in a real game but I I mean it's it seems like he has a lock for a starting role. Uh, let's go over stats for receivers. 
Uh, Tyler Johnson led the way, like you said earlier. Uh, five receptions for 70 yards. A really good night. Uh, crisp routes. Uh, really good catches by him. Solid hands. Uh, average of 14. Austin Trammell, I would say he was dependable. He was solid. Uh, Puka was electric when he was there. Uh, he was open a few times, didn't get the ball. Uh, Lance McCutcheon, you know, a uh, little production. And then I really think everyone else, Demarcus Robinson was in for like a few plays. So that was kind of weird to me that they just threw him in there a little bit in the third quarter. Uh, ben Skoranek, not a great night. Uh, I think. I remember specifically him having one drop, maybe two. Uh, do you, Do you know how many drops he had? I I don't off I don't off the top of my head. I was kind of trying to check on that while you were kind of going over that. Um, I don't know how much how much did he play though? Did he play all that much? Uh, I think he played the first half. Okay. It's hard when you're when you're throwing players in all the time. It's really oh, yeah. hard to keep track of like when they were in, how long they were in for. I know there's percentages out there, but like it's so hard when you're rotating so many different receivers in and your quarterback's changing and uh, you know you, they're just trying different things. It's really hard to, to learn all these things on the fly. So um, bear with us as far as once we get through these preseason, we have a set roster. It's so much easier to follow along and know when players are in and when players are out yeah. and stuff like that. <clears throat> Uh, but, let's go over defense stats for, you know, and whatever you call that Saturday night. Um, hey, there are so some positives on defense, like we mentioned earlier. Um, Jordan Jones leads team with tackles and one assist. Uh, Kier Thomas, I thought he had a solid night. Solid night by Kier Thomas. One and a half sacks. I mean, that's that's, that's not bad. Good. Um, Impressive. The only one other one who got a sack was Tanner Engel, which I I thought he actually performed pretty well too. Um, his name was called quite a bit when they were when they were doing stops. So, um, you know, Larell was... Merchantson almost got himself a sack also, and he had a few times where he was kind of bursting off or through uh, the O line. Uh, I think Larell Merchantson is a really good quality depth there on D line. Oh, for sure. I'm agreeing. Uh, Rose Boom, uh, two tackles, one or two assists. LeCount, three tackles, but he was kind of getting burnt, and uh, the Rams released him. And, guys, uh, we don't want to see guys lose their jobs. Uh, I I do think uh, you have to remember this is a human being, has a family. It sucks. Um, But it is a business, and – uh, I'm sure uh, sure he'll probably get opportunities elsewhere. Potentially, we could bring them back on practice squad. Yep. Um, anyone else really jumped off the page on defense? No, I don't think so. Um, I was just kind of going down my list again and seeing if there was anything final, but – yeah, we got to work on that a defensive line. There, it's, it's bad. Not good. Not great. Not great. That's the episode title. Not great. 
Yeah, I mean, historically, too, this D-line outside Aaron Donald has been more oriented against stopping the run. Not great pressure by all of our D-linemen outside of Aaron Donald in the last uh, few years. I want to see that change really badly uh, because Aaron Donald and uh, we've been getting reports from camp that uh, they are starting to double and triple team Aaron Donald in camp to kind of like simulate that and hoping these other players can like start picking up some of the slack a little bit. Got to, if you want to be successful. Yeah. And one thing that I, I want to quickly touch on this before we kind of wrap things up, but like the, the edge, and I feel like we've, we, we kind of left the kind of the edge players off a little bit of, of this and they had some good plays at the last quarter. Um, that's where they got two of their sacks, but, um, but we kept saying they need an edge. They need an edge. They need to go out and get an edge. And I think it's still obvious that the edge position is still a, is still a weak point. Um, I mean, you have, you have Michael Hoyt and you have Byron Young. Um, Young showed some promise. Um, obviously his skill needs to be improved a little bit. I mean, he would have had a sack as well if he didn't do the face mask call, uh, or if a face mask call wasn't called on him. Um, so I think he has some potential. We just need to, we need to clean some things up and make sure he knows exactly where to pull down and things like that. Um, but like you said, Keir Thomas was, was, was good. Daniel Hardy was, was decent as well, but those were kind of plays. There were plays in the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, when, well, second half, I guess it may ne- not necessarily been the fourth quarter, but, but the chargers also aren't using their best in the second half as well. So it's kind of what you have to take with a grain of salt is you saw some spark, but how much was it good against a team who's also not playing at their best as well? Yeah, so. I definitely think we need a sign of that. Um, <clears throat> depth is just not looking there so far. Uh, anything else, Zach? You want to go over? Uh, I don't think so. I think that wraps it up. Uh, as far as this week's goes, uh, McVeigh, I mean, he had pretty much praise for Puka, which we already gave, so I don't think we need to go through that. And he also gave praise to Tomlinson. Um, unless you have anything specifically you want to pull out from his quote, um, I think we're all in agreement that those were the two stars from the offensive side and from the defensive side um, Mm -hmm. of the stocks going up for them. Yeah. Uh, Definitely looking forward to a preseason game. I thought for a preseason game, it was watchable after we got past the first drive uh, and a half, I think. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep on ripping on ripen, but – Mm. well we'll get there we'll get there uh but next we got to look at the raiders the raiders are coming this is going to be preseason game number two saturday night 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific don't really like these late games on the east coast um it's just it's a lot it's a lot i don't know so we'll see how it goes my daughter has a softball game double header that lasts until after 10 so it's Ooh. gonna be uh it's gonna be a late one for me so uh, I'll watch as much as what I can, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's we're just going to watch cleanup. We're going to see if they can improve what they did the week before. Uh, I don't see many changes um, as far as who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing. Um, but um, I just want 
my key, what I'm looking for is just, can we clean up some of the mistakes that we made in the first half? Yeah. We don't have to win. I don't care about winning preseason. We can lose all preseason. All I care. I can't remember. I think our record when we won the Super Bowl was either 0 and three or one and two. So it wasn't anything impressive at that point either. So um, all I say is I just want to see cleanup. How about you? Uh, yeah, just focus on the details, uh, like small things build up, uh, technique. Uh, I feel like a lot of these young guys are still growing. I want to see growth. That's big thing. Uh, and especially from defense. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I feel bad for you. You're going to miss Stenson go off for nine touchdowns, uh, a 600 yards. Hey, if he does that, I'll take that sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, Should be, should be interesting. Yep. Oh, one more thing. I will not forget that we are recording this on Monday night and it is Rampage's birthday. So we need to, you know, happy birthday to Rampage. Best mascot in the game. Yeah. So happy birthday, Rampage. Um, happy birthday but yeah i think i think with that we're going to close it out uh we should be back to doing week to week uh podcast going over each game so uh stick around with that uh we are going to do a giveaway of a shirt um separate from our fantasy league one so details will come in the next two days i promise um on the details on how you can get one of those awesome east coast rams t-shirts um really looking forward to it i got a lot of feedback that people want would like a free one. So we're going to do it. Um, so yeah, so we're going to wrap it up on this week's episode of the East coast Rams podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who, uh, subscribes to the podcast each and every week. Um, you know, we're just Rams fans talking to other Rams fans. So we hope that you get some enjoyment out of the podcast. Uh, please, uh, find us on all major platforms. You can find us, um, on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Instagram. We still got to change our logo apparently down there. Still has the birdie. Um, <laughs> we're on Instagram pretty heavily on there. If you want to follow us on threads, you could follow threads. us there as well. All um, the no, Ashes. I think uh, Ashton spends a lot of time on threads. So uh, you could find us on our, you know, our handles um, as well. I won't go through them. Oh, I guess you're for an audio podcast. I'm at Zach Merritt. That's at Rams fan Ashton one. Uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, but you can always send questions to us at feedback at feedback at eastcoastrams.com or like I said, hit us up on Twitter or threads or wherever you want. Uh, we'll f- you'll find us. Um, anything else you want to add, Ashton? No, just uh, like and subscribe and uh, leave comments down of uh, who you think uh, was the best highlights of the preseason so far and the people who uh, have disappointed you. Yes, video f- portions of this podcast can be found at youtube.com slash East Coast Rams. And you can find us on audio platforms on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Podca- Pocket Cast, and wherever your listening ears takes you. With that, Ramley, we'll talk to you guys next week. Whose house? Rams house.